Will you come? Will you, will you, will you come back to Tura Laura? Because we haven't been here in a while. You're very welcome to the podcast where myself and the fantastic Mr. Christian Dugstad over there in Oslo are exploring folk songs for the first time in a while, I might add. And isn't it feckin' brilliant to be here? Hello, Christian. Hello, Josh. Hello from Osli. Woohoo. Hello from Ape <laughs> in a cabin in the woods. What is the story? Ape. Ape, oh my yeah. god Yeah It's been ages And I haven't explored A single folk song In in so many months I haven't explored I Many feel, things myself <laughs> I can feel the folk song Muscle Itching To get back into Exploring mm-hmm. folk songs mm-hmm. And that's why we're here Oh we're here to, to, to As a fan service To all of you Lovely uh, Five people Who have Told us that You, you miss us yeah, that's true. We've only had five or six actually <laughs> actually physically in person tell us how much they miss us. But over the months that we have been active, not not in the recent months, but over the months that we were active, we got some great feedback and some wonderful comments and feedback from people all over the world. And we're looking forward to getting back into that again. So we are very, very, very happy to be here and you are all very welcome to this most auspicious of podcasts where we delve into the writers and lyrics and stories within the songs of old and new of the people and of me and you. Myself and Christian are going to explore all of these things and see what makes them tick. You don't sound like you've stopped for a single week, Josh. You're... you're hosting game is on point really I'm yeah I, so. I would say so <laughs> the, for, the last thing you said before i hit the button to play the, the intro music was that y- y- you were rusty and you you didn't know how this would go but it's perfect perfect you say that now but now you're gonna jinx me and in the next 10 minutes i won't be able to say a single feckin word we well are. it can never be as bad as our very first episode's which never saw the light of day. Thank God. <laughs> That'll be one for the for the Patreon in years to come. When we're massively famous and we're making millions on Patreon, we can release our first ever episode as a blooper reel for all those screaming and adoring fans out there in Toledo. Because... <laughs> um... We have to we have to be honest with the people. A lot of those I, I would say ninety five percent of those lovely messages of uh, f- from from our fans have come from Toledo, Ohio. Ninety five percent of them and the Toledo, Ohio fans are part of the reason that we're still here and still up for doing this and bringing our mad notions out to y'all here in Podcastville, <laughs> Podcast Land, Podcast World. So thank you to the Toledo fans, all of you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so Josh, uh, the um, I don't know how you want to do this. Do do you want to mention the song now, or do you want to talk shite, or do you want to mention the song and then talk shite and then get into the song? What's what's <laughs> your like preferred a... table of contents here? It's a good question. We haven't done this in a while and thus me saying I'm a bit shaky and rusty and I don't know where to go from here. Um, well, let's let's quickly mention the song because, I mean, it's the title of the episode so everyone mm-hmm. knows what it is anyway. We're talking about uh, Come to the Bower or Will You Come to the Bower? Uh, will you, will you, will you, will you come to the Bower? I, d- I, 
I'm here at the bower with I'm you. I'm here myself. Right now. And that's kind of why I, I thought this was a good episode to get us back into things and back on track because if we're everyone's gonna come to the episode, we're all gonna come back back to Turalura. Will you come? Will you come? We'll we'll get back on the road. Now I'm sounding Turalura, a bit cliched, but Tur- here we are. <laughs> yeah, Turalura is a lovely bower. Uh I I what's what's the line from um Wild Mountain Time? I will build my love a bower yeah. near y- young pure crystal fountain. Mm-hmm. And on it I will give her all the flowers of the mountain. Will you go lassie so, go? But instead of yeah. getting the lassies to go, we want you all to come to us on Spotify, on Apple Music, on all of those good things where you will find Tura Laura with two O's in both words, just like there always was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're... Yeah. It's it's like yesterday, um, but on that note, uh, before we go further into either song talk or shite talk, um, what's in your uh, pure crystal fountain? What what are you drinking? What's in my pure crystal fountain? Well, the funny story is Mondays are our only day off over here on tour in the Netherlands. So last night, well, I didn't actually. The lads went for a few drinks last night, but I didn't, and then. I was buying some stuff for breakfast this morning and myself and Mick spotted an old six-pack of Smirnoff ice on the counter. <laughs> which wouldn't usually be my go-to drink, but the Crystal Fountain speaks for itself sometimes. And long story short, there's a six-pack in the fridge and I'm having a sup of one now. <laughs> to me, that's uh, that's such a 17-year-old sneaking the bottles out in the backpack kind of drink but <laughs> I'm I'm slagging you off because I'm expecting a big slag off back I'm drinking a little bit of lion's tea but it and I know you loose you can leaf. appreciate no actually tea bags because oh, Emma Cost, Emma Costello kind of twisted my arm into getting a 250 bag <laughs> box of tea yes uh, back in Back in no, back in April, and I haven't had Holy like moly. more than a fifth, maybe. But what I'm drinking it out of is also uh, something that comes from Emma Costello and Rory Costello. Oh uh, yes, I love it. A Dublin cup, Christian. <laughs> Why would you even use that in my presence? See, he's trying to be sweet to Rory and Emma now. If you're out there listening, because the last time I saw Christian was at Rory and Emma's wonderful wedding that they had in October. And that was some bower. It was a nice bower. And there was, there a was lovely some... party at a lovely bower. <laughs> a great weekend it was. And they gifted Christian because it was his 30th birthday. Happy birthday to you, Christian. We haven't Thank had the you. chance to say that yet on this podcast. But they gifted Christian with a new jersey that is half a Clare jersey and half a Dublin jersey. <laughs> because Rory is convinced that it's the only way to get Christian to wear a Dublin jersey. And I'll have to agree with him. At least I think so. Because I don't usually see you flaunting the Dublin stuff, Christian. I'm not impressed. No, no. Well, the mug is, is kind of a... Yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm sweet-talking the lovely people <laughs> that are in my life and giving me stuff. But um, yeah, no, Emma apparently wanted to, to just get me a Dublin jersey and, and Rory, as much as he's a dub, uh, he he didn't believe that would go down too well. So uh, I, I really, I, I really, really appreciate the effort. I, it's, it's a lovely fucking jersey and I'll wear it with pride. 
Pride for what? <laughs> Don't answer that. Banner Up the pride. Banner. Up the banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh and that's my all God. I can say about that. Come, will you, will you, will you come to the banner? So that was the last <laughs> time I saw you, Christian, at Rory's wedding at the beginning of October. And we discussed re-establishing this podcast as a stalwart of folk music podcasts in the podcast world. How yeah, do you I feel mean, about we- that? I I feel great. I feel really good sitting there right now and just getting back into it. It feels like an old familiar friend that is finally, yeah. It's it's kind of like, I mean, you know me. I'm I'm a huge Christmas fanatic, and Christmas comes around every year, and it always like even as I get older, it kind of changes a little bit. But the feeling is so it's familiar and cozy, and I kind of feel like being back in in the Turalura chair with the Turalura mic and the Turalura laptop is is like some sort of holiday season like it's it's a it's warm and fuzzy i agree i agree i'm feeling the same here i may be in a cabin in the woods outside of apa in the netherlands but i am <laughs> i am feeling that homely feeling of the folk song exploration what word would you use? Uh, aura that we get from <laughs> sitting with a nice cup of hot whiskey and chatting shite about folk songs. Yeah, just imagine uh, a lovely fireplace just over there in the corner. There is a a bar and a barman pulling creamy pints of, of Guinness. Maybe a, a little Smithix. <sighs> Ooh. Don't get me going. Those things don't <laughs> exist in the Netherlands. No, you're sitting not... there drinking a lovely crystal fountain <laughs> of fucking Smirnoff ice. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I certainly am. And you know what? It's fecking lovely. I'm going to have another sip. One sec. <laughs> and oh, actually, we need to get believe back it or on not, the monster. We do. Actually, I was about to say, at least they still sell monster in most side of the road garages in this country. And believe it or not, even though the monsters say, Whoopty floopty monster energy drink floopty do on the can. When you read the fine print <laughs> on the back, it still says bottled in Dublin, Ireland. So it's a little really? taste of yeah, little taste of home. All of the energy, are, none of the calories. Monster. Are you friend. telling me that Monster is Irish? I'm not saying that it's an Irish company, but I'm saying that the bottling center and distribution center for Europe is in Dublin. What? Yep. I, I At just least on the cans I've been drinking. That's insane. I just imagine that monster, like, say, Red Bull was from yeah. Holland or from the Netherlands, where, like, they have that whole thing with fucking the, the, the mental techno scene and Tomorrowland <laughs> and, and uh, uh, taking LSD and MDMA and going crazy and partying all night and the, and having the Germans with their clubs. And Jesus, I wish monster did that what? to me. I wish Monster had that effect on me. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I know ah. they do. They they do have that kind of reputation because our sound engineer over here is into all that stuff and he's not used to going on tour on the road with an Irish folk band and he said it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice nice and uh, meditative, I suppose, for the likes of them to come on tour yeah. with a with a four-piece acoustic folk group. 
<laughs> okay, so um, before we get into talking about the song, uh, as you can probably hear, the, the song was chosen um, a little bit just for the symbol symbolism of of the title of it. But we will we will do what we came for. We will talk about the folk song itself. But we need to just take you through what has happened since the last time we hang out. So yeah, before we before we really get down and dirty with the song, um, parentheses we don't really know much about the song, uh, but and that's that why we're never here. Stop. That's never stopped us before. But let's just talk a little bit. Let's just indulge a little bit in in talking about what what we've done since the last time we were here. Um, there was a Christmas episode up uh, that we have decided to take uh, down. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we'll we never re- followed up on the follow up of that yeah. episode, so, but we'll like it's. I don't want to jin- jinx anything, but we have every intentions of making uh, a remake of a Christmas episode. We have a lot uh, of fantastic or, content just sitting in that episode, waiting to be re released, and we have the yeah. answer to all your questions to those of you that have listened to that particular episode. Coming very, very soon. Compliments of Toledo, Ohio, as I mentioned before. Yeah. So <laughs> so that'll be back up. But but that means the last episode that is up is our Sawan episode from 2021. Was, would it not have been the Thanksgiving episode? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. Thanksgiving. It was our Thanksgiving probably, episode. Yeah. Which was... Uh, no, no... A nice ex- oh, it was, yeah, 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 it was yeah. a nice exploration of the song When first unto this country A stranger I came And the yes. version that we mentioned at that time Was Planksty With Donal Lunny unusually singing vocals We won't Ooh. get back into that But if you want to go back no. folks And listen to some of the older episodes of the podcast Before we continue And get a feel for what we're all about And the shite that we talk And who we are and what we do All your questions will be answered in previous episodes Listen to the most previous one listen to them from the beginning listen to whatever the feck you want we'll be here but before we get into our next episode christian i just have to mention that i see that we we actually never we never discussed seeing other podcasts but i've heard you've been involved in other podcasts (laughs) sorry i mean we never said explicitly that we're exclusive and from what I've gathered, that's the way the dating scene is today. That if if no one ever says that we're exclusive, then you're not. You just assume that you can see other people. Right, right. Well, that isn't how I was raised. So I'm I'm led to believe now that this is a non-monogamous podcasting relationship. <laughs> we're, I I I wouldn't say we're um, we're, what's the word? Uh. It's it's not um what's the word for people that have more than one partner? Uh polyamorous? Yeah, polyamorous. We're not in a polyamorous relationship. It's just an open it's a monogamous but open relationship. Alright, so, so so we're just So we do whatever we want sh- and we're supposed to be okay with it. Is that is that the way this is going? <laughs> yeah. I mean but, but it's not only that based on mute. As if being involved with other podcasts isn't enough of a knife in my heart. You text me last week to tell me that you've been involved with another podcast interviewing one of my heroes. Yes. But I mean... I have no I words. did tell you. The height I of did betrayal. tell you. <laughs> you told me afterwards. 
What's, what's that okay. famous saying in Ireland? It's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't think that's exclusively Irish, but it's yeah. okay, Christian. I forgive you for now. Okay, thank you. Yeah, for but now. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I'll I'll run you through it really quickly. Um, I do like bits and pieces for work, but I I assume that that's not what you're uh going coming at here. Um, I have been involved in <gasps> uh, traitor <laughs> in my friend Anders Lillebu. Uh, the Norwegian accordion player that plays Irish music. Uh, he has a podcast called The Folk Music Podcast, which was actually one of the podcasts that we um, we were listening to before we started our own Absolutely, podcast. Absolutely, 100%. Oh. We took a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say advice, because we didn't really directly go to Anders, but we did take a lot of inspiration from what he was doing. And I was yeah. I was definitely taking his word on a couple of things when it came to starting our podcast. So thank you to Anders as well. And the Folk Music Podcast is, in fact, a brilliant and insightful podcast when it comes to music. And he's been interviewing some really interesting people, as have you. As have I. Because uh, what happened was that Anders, um, Anders got in touch. He asked me if I wanted to be involved. Uh, and I said, sure, yeah, I can. Uh, so I've been uh, just playing ball with Anders, uh, helping out, uh, doing some stuff. But I've also gotten involved as sort of a, um, a say, 10% co-host. So I've done one episode this far, uh, this season, and I might do another. And I have a couple of episodes lined up for next season. But the person that I talked to this, um, that I have talked to, in this season is Nell Nikronin, which is um, a fantastic Shinas singer. She's also the singer with The New. Um, yep. And yeah, she lives in Kilkenny, actually. She certainly uh, does. We've come across her a few times down there in sessions yeah. and around the place. And she's married to another very well-known musician whose name I can't think of right now. And maybe I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fant- yeah. fantastic, fantastic um, singer, fantastic person. Um, had a really good chat about the history and traditions and yeah, all things Shanas, really. So you can hear that over at the Folk Music Podcast Uh and then, uh, after that, um, me and Anders, um, we got to interview Andy Irvine. Uh, <laughs> uh, technically, <laughs> technically, Anders interviewed. You can pinpoint the exact point where my heart breaks into a million pieces. Yeah. Anders interviewed Andy Irvine, but I was there in the room. I had a good chat with Andy. Uh, I was filming as they uh, did the interview. I had him sign uh, my old Planksty vinyl albums. We got loads of photos that I haven't put up yet, but I will. Uh, It was amazing. and I was starstruck and I told him as much. I said, I'm sorry, I'm I'm fanboying here. And he was uh, very kind. Uh, it was good about it. So it was nice. Um, and who knows, uh, there, there might be uh, a chance that we can get Andy on uh, a certain particular uh, podcast with two O's in the first word and two O's in the second. Who knows? It's uh, we'll it's potentially in the pipeline because he's been yeah. getting bombarded with suggestions to be in that particular podcast from two different angles in the last few months, as well as several this emails. Is, 
yeah because because this is uh what i wanted to, to say josh is that i i mean yes i did I, I was in there there in a podcast setting but i mean as for being close to a hero i don't feel like i've uh, outdone you at all because <laughs> you have had your own andy Irvine experience i did i did and so did my mandola <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I was pretty starstruck myself. We were playing in early July, actually. Myself and the lads were lucky enough to get to play at Skagen Festival, which is pretty much as far north in Denmark as you can get. It's on the coast up there, and every year they have a huge folk festival. And one of the one of the heroes of that folk festival is a guy called Alan Taylor, who wrote very well known folk songs. We we'll, we might try and get him on too. It would be nice to get a chat with him I actually interviewed him talking to Davey already I interviewed mm. him filmed him talking to Davey for a separate band related thing but um, nice guy he wrote a song called It's Good to See You and he wrote a song called Fiddler John which we've since started recording oh, yeah, with yeah, the Kilkenny's yeah. but um, aside from him one of the other big names of Skagen Festival every year is Andy Irvine and Andy that particular year that we were there just happened to be getting the Lifetime Achievement Award but uh, me and Andy bonded over both being absolutely screwed by airlines who lost our instruments. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, like I didn't even know that we would be staying in the same hotel as Andy. And I came out of the hotel room and I was sitting in the lobby had, having a coffee. And who was sitting beside me? Only Andy Irvine and his lovely wife. And I may have stared I may have stared a little bit <laughs> and Andy looked at me <laughs> and I looked at him and I didn't say anything. And then he went about his day and I went on with my life. But he met Davy in the lobby later on and Davy said to him, what's that on your back? Is that a, is that a bazooki? And Davy said, no, it's a guitar. Why? And Andy said, because my two fucking instruments haven't showed up. Blah, blah, blah. So he, long story short, Andy landed in the airport and his instruments did not. And much like him, I landed in the airport and my banjo did not. And we bonded over mutual pain, I suppose. And <laughs> yeah, I met him backstage at the gig. And my, my I call it a bazooki, but it's actually a mandola for all of you people that actually care out there. It's a mandola with a guitar body and it's similar to the instruments Andy plays. But uh, I approached Andy the second time backstage after that awkward encounter in the hotel. And I said... <laughs> Did I hear you need an instrument? And he looked up at me and he said, What do you have? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I handed him my mandola and he sat backstage with it for like two hours playing different riffs on it, particularly the riff from uh, My Heart's Tonight in Ireland. And I cried a little <sighs> bit and I sat beside him, just me and him. It was me and him and his wife and Davy just kind of all staring at Andy trying out this mandola for two hours and then at the end of the two hours i said is it okay and he said it's very quiet <laughs> and i went okay and then he went on stage and he plugged it in and he came back after playing it on stage at the award ceremony and he basically hugged me and said i wasn't sure about the instrument but once i plugged it in it was gorgeous and it was really nice and he couldn't have been nicer he sat with us for the whole whole evening telling stories and talking about tunes and places and I got a few photos with him and he actually asked us because he was staying until Tuesday and this was Sunday. He asked us if we would meet him the next day 
for a few pints and a tune. Oh. And I cried because we were flying home the next morning. So we couldn't do that. But he sent me a very nice email afterwards, which I need to follow up on. And it was a real pleasure to meet the man behind the songs. Yeah. As I'm sure it was for you. <laughs> it certainly was. And uh, he did get his instruments back eventually, and I got my banjo back. I got my banjo back. Luckily, when I arrived back in Dublin, the banjo was waiting for me. Go figure. I don't know how that happened. But Andy didn't get his instruments back for weeks. He even had to fly to <laughs> Frankfurt. And even in Frankfurt, they weren't there. And he had to fly home empty-handed. But thankfully, God. all of our babies are back in all of our arms. And I'll be your baby tonight, in the words of Bob Dylan. And Tura Lura, whack for the daddy oh, here we are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, we've both had very significant um, experiences since the last time we did a podcast. That's mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can say. Absolutely. Um, and we're yeah. we're lucky as well because Come to the Bower, Andy is actually the reason that I discussed maybe doing this song for this podcast. So yeah. yeah. It is a good episode to lead off on. And I mean we can we can already just mention that if you if you now want to pause this podcast or as soon as the podcast is over you want to go and listen to the song um well it's hard for me to recommend anything but the Andy Irvine version because that's the only version I've heard uh, but the version uh, played by Andy Irvine off the album Live in Telemark mm-hmm. is that what that's the, one. the album is called yeah with yeah. Leila Bjorn Nielsen Lille Björn Nielsen, exactly. That's, That's a, it's a live album from Telemark, which is in the heart of Norway. It's mm-hmm. fairly close to where I'm from. Uh, it's, a, it's a county. Because um, Andy Irvine is close friends with Lille Björn Nielsen. I know we've mentioned this before because we've talked about the Oslo song, uh, <laughs> but he's close friends with a Norwegian uh folk musician he's a uh, mostly known as a singer songwriter but he's also a hardanger fiddle player and very accomplished um and the interesting thing is that andy came to norway this was only a few weeks ago that i uh, did the whole podcast thing with andy irvine and we didn't even know if we could make it happen because we didn't know when Andy potentially was coming to Norway because he was doing a solo gig at a Celtic festival at the the national folk scene in Norway um, uh, on a Saturday evening. And we knew that Anders had to leave Saturday morning. So I was just pondering around on the on Riksen, which is the name of the venue and the festival arranger uh, or organizer um, their website and I realized oh my god they're doing like a a celebratory lifetime uh, Mm -hmm. celebration of Lillibjörn Nielsen on the Wednesday and I was like hmm wouldn't it be strange if they did that on the Wednesday and then Andy arrives on say Friday evening and misses it so yeah. I go into it and I read all of the names and at the very end of the list of the people that were contributing and Lily Byrne wasn't playing himself. Yeah. Uh, he was he was, uh, was just in the audience. But, yeah. And yeah. at the very end of the list, Andy Irvine. Yes. And I was just like, oh, 
shit so we can make it happen we organised the stuff uh, and I was like oh I'd, I'd love to go there I might buy a ticket and I go in and I check uh, for that Lillibjörn thing mm-hmm. and it was sold out so I go into into finn.no which is like buy and sell used stuff yeah uh, like kind of like uh, ad adverts.ie mm-hmm. or you probably have something like this in, in most countries or you obviously do um, and like it's I know that people buy and sell tickets for huge gigs but this is a relatively small venue and a relatively uh, uh, well it wouldn't have a big audience uh, on that website for people buying that but I found a ticket that was put up 20 minutes before I went in to check because it was like it was a quarter to three and I checked uh, and the ticket was put up for sale at like fourteen twenty or something so nice. ridiculous and I got it for half price and I got in and I sat through that concert and Andy was on and he played Oslo and he played um he played the blacksmith which are yes. Oslo because of the connection with Lily mentioned in the song and, yeah and his daughter which is also a now a, a well-known musician in Norway, Siri Nilsson. They yeah. they mention her as a small girl drawing uh, clouds that she calls angel farts. Yes, uh, I remember that actually. Yeah, in the song. And and they sing about, or he sings about the Dubliner, which is like my local pub, uh, where all of the the Irish sessions in Oslo are held. It's it's just a fantastic song for Been someone. Been there, done that. Who, yeah, for someone who's Norwegian and yeah. obsessed with Irish music, it's just, it's mental. And they f- have this recording of, of this concert that they did in Telemark, and I believe it's years ago that they did it, but they released that album, was it last year? It's gorgeous. It's actually on Spotify, it's down as 2022, which is this year, which okay, is just so a couple of months ago, I would say. But yeah. like... Ever since I listened to the podcast you were involved in interviewing Andy with Anders, they mentioned that album and I straight away went to Spotify and it's been on repeat on my Spotify ever since. It's incredible. It's just really, yeah. really nice. It's like it's like listening to Planksty in the old days, listening to these recordings. And my favourite track on the album is Come to the Bower. It's fucking oh, amazing. It's just and it's, it's it's the Andy of the seventies reincarnated yeah. I fucking oh, love it the riffs sound like the riffs from my hardest night in Ireland the harmonica sounds like the old fucking prosperous album the whole thing is just really really nice and that's coming from a place where the come to the bower version that I grew up with was the Dubliners the rough fucking rough and tumble will you will you will you come to the bower it was it was that fucking <laughs> punch it out of you like and this like I always considered that song that type of song like just a a driving ballad that the likes of the Dubliners or the Wolf Tones would sing, but then you hear Andy do it and it's sweet and it's nice and yeah. it's like not that I don't like the Dubliners versions I actually like that song in general but Andy's version just gave it a whole new life to me and I mean Andy does that um, to songs let's be fair look at for example the Wild Rover. Mm-hmm. Um, the version that it like w- when I think about the Wild Rover, uh, 
the version that comes to mind is like it's it's an Irish pub probably outside of Ireland uh, and a pub band just baiting out chords singing <laughs> like doing the proper like stereotypical pub song but if you listen to to Andy singing and playing the Wild Rover um f- you can check out Usher's Island yep. the album that they With do John Doyle. um if yeah if you've heard um Lancome uh do the Wild Rover that version is based off of of that version again uh Lancome's version based off of Usher's Island or Andy Irvine's version that is um and he just has this way of uh, sometimes he changes the melodies. Sometimes he doesn't have to do that. Just a way of turning rowdy, rowdy, drunken songs into <laughs> these like beautiful, kind of just elegant pieces of art. Yep, yep. It's really, it's really fantastic. Nice. And Leila Bjorn Nilsson isn't too bad on that album himself. I actually never listened <laughs> to him before, but it's there's a lot of Andy esque moments in his music. Like he's he's very much I hate to say it, but he's very much a Norwegian Andy Irvine, from what I can hear. <laughs> no, he's he's very he's very accomplished, very good, very varied. I would say, um, one of his most famous songs ever. Uh, is with a gypsy jazz band mm-hmm. uh, called Hot Club de Norvège, yeah. which is, I guess, um, kind of a um, homage to Hot Club de Paris. Hot, Paris. Hot Club de, Fr- de France, yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, and Stéphane it's called Grappelli. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. So Hot Club de Norvège has been playing for years and years and years, and he does this song called Tanta Tibiata, Mm-hmm. Be Beata being a name, and then yeah. her aunt Beata's auntie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like this lovely jazzy. Like it's a super well known song in Norway uh, about how um, how this this older woman that just walks around town in her kind of like in her big hat and her <laughs> uh, her fancy boots, feeding the birds, and then go. Going home, putting on the gramophone and tur- cranking it up, yeah. listening to Django Reinhardt and Fantastic. saying that the jazz died with Django. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Django, and, and the then man, getting the man up to heaven. Isn't he the man to play guitar with three fingers? Yeah, and he's like he's the f- the grandfather of of gypsy jazz. Gypsy jazz himself uh, and Stefan Grappelli on the violin. The two of them together yeah. are fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. That's um, amazing. Should we just... What do we know about Will You Come to the Bower? Um, as far as I know, as far as I've been able to, to find out, we don't really know who wrote it. Yeah, uh, it feels... these lyrics. Sorry. It, it feels very nope. much like a, a call to arms from the 1798 Rebellion to me yeah because there's a lot of talk of Wexford and there's a lot of talk of Ireland and all the people that are gone across the sea calling them back to fight for Ireland basically I think that's the vibe I'm getting what what do you think I know we're not mm, going into yeah. details just yet but whether it's 1798 I I don't know but but the lyrics are if if you allow me to to go into the them, reason I'm uh, saying 1798 is because of the Wexford, the very strong Wexford ties to the song, just yeah. for some reason. 
Will you come to the bower or the free boundless ocean where the stupendous waves roll in thundering motion, where the mermaids are seen and the fierce temp- uh, tempest gathers to loved Erin the green, the dear land of our fathers? Will you come, will you come, will you come, uh, etc. Uh, will you come to the land of O'Neill and O'Donnell, of Lord uh, Lucan, uh, of old and immortal O'Connell, uh, where Brian drove the Danes and St. Patrick the vermin, and whose valleys remain still most beautiful and charming? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So, and it goes on <laughs> like that. It's it's very, in in a way, it's very, very it, it's kind of it sounds a little bit like um I love uh, visit Ar- visit Ireland uh, yeah. and it's very much ad. it's it's got a lot of similar connotations to go lassie go there's a lot of go lassie go in it which is interesting yeah because um i know a lot of the words are very uh what's the word they're very contingent or very similar to the words of that thomas more poem of the same name yeah. So there is something going on there. And on irishmusicdaily.com here, it even says, sometimes mistakenly thought of as a love song, but in fact, it's political rather than romantic. The author is unknown, but it's thought to have been written as a rallying call to Irish exiles across Europe and America. And it goes on to say on irishmusicdaily.com that a lot of that is happening after the rebellion of 1798 and the Emmett Rebellion of 1803. So they had over the next 50 years a lot of United Irishmen that were involved in those rebellions had to escape because otherwise they'd be arrested and killed for taking part in nationalist activities um, yeah in this particular yeah. song the Bower refers to Ireland itself now we discussed Bowers before Christian what was it that we said a Bower was in the past oh isn't it like um, like an opening in the woods or something and so, oh, I see I always considered it a place or a cabin in the woods or like a, I don't know, like a just a little nice place to live. <laughs> like, you know, but it says here, a bower is a leafy seated area found in country gardens and often used by lovers. Which is fair mm. enough because a lot of build my love a bower, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, the absolutely epic song Little Musgrave talks about a bower in Bucklesford Berry. Um, yeah, where they run off but to have a bit of riddledy diddling, but I always thought that that was happening <laughs> inside. But um, if if it is in fact a leafy area in the woods, then I suppose they weren't riddledy diddling. They were riddledy diddling out in the leaves and the grass and the centipedes and the whatever else you find in leafy areas in country gardens. Yeah, according to the the Oxford Dictionary here, it says a pleasant shady place under trees or climbing plants in a garden or woods. And then it can also be used as a verb for shade or uh, enclose. So trees here and there bowered the cottages. Okay, so like, so do you think that shading, like not to go off topic of the song, but do you think that when Little Musgrave and Lord Barnard's wife went off to the to the bower in Bucklesford Berry, do you think there was a cottage under the shade of trees where they were doing the deed? Or were they just lying in the grass for two days? Okay. I ma- I like to <laughs> Go on. I I am I imagine I I like to imagine just uh place in the middle of the woods. And I, I every just... time I hear my <laughs> Actually, my my mind not to go on a complete Andy Irvine, uh, uh, you know what I mean, here. But 
what I imagine every time I hear the word Bauer is uh, Benassa's Green Glade. Yes. Uh, Brilliant. That song, which is another fantastic song <laughs> of, of it Andy's. It is really good. And just, I, I'm going off topic again, but I know I keep bringing it back to this and I know we're not even looking at Little Musgrave today, but if they're lying riddle-de-diddling for two days in the gra- grass in a clearing in the woods, the very next verse is about Lord Barnard coming and catching them and he tells little Musgrave to go downstairs and take off his clothes or not and put on his clothes because he won't slay a naked man so the whole verse is about Musgrave going downstairs and getting dressed is there a okay s- is so there maybe a s- it has to be inside then I, I don't know I'm just picturing maybe, like maybe. an Adam and Eve kind of thing where Musgrave is there in the woods with like a leaf over his <laughs> and your one is there as well with three leaves in the appropriate places and then Lord Barnard comes with his sword and there's a a lot of ruckus I'll put it to you that way like I, I, <laughs> I'm just wondering where the stairs comes in but anyway that's a chat for another day with another song in another episode back to the <laughs> back to the Andy talk Ah <laughs> uh, well, I I don't really have much else to say about that. But yeah, Benassa's Green Glade, it, it it's just a fantastic description, a musical description yeah. of life in in the woods in kind of a a hippie uh, lifestyle. It, it's just amazing. Yeah, you you should go listen to the song. They are, I'm I'm just scrolling through my tabs here on my phone to see if if there's yeah. anything else interesting. There's Sorry, go ahead. Go on, go on, Josh, go on. Um, yeah, you were looking for anything else really interesting there. And what I found really interesting that popped up a couple of times in my research here is the song's ties to Mexico and Texas and America. Um, they were saying like that a lot of people who left Ireland in the 19th century and went to America, and even before that, obviously, the people from the rebellions that had to flee, like I just said a second ago, ended up going abroad, and they probably brought the music, like we always say over and over again, the music travels, so do we, so do the traditions, so do the languages, blah, 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 all that usual good shite. And uh, yeah, it ended up over in America. And it says here that while the British were clamping down on nationalist activities, the phrase, will you come to the Bower, became like a kind of code for Irish people abroad, urging them to return to help the fight for Irish independence without saying it out loud and arousing the suspicion of the authorities. But the thing that really got me then was, while it was doing the rounds in America, it also says here, again, irishmusicdaily.com for all your research needs. The lyrics <laughs> the lyrics tug at the heartstrings of the exiles, reminding them of the beauty of Aaron the Green. It also appeals to their patriotism for the land of our fathers. It further fans the nationalist flames by mentioning great Irish heroes like Brian Baru, who drove out the Vikings, and Owen Rowe, who fought successful battles against the British, as well as the O'Neills and O'Donnells, who were prominent Irish clans. O'Connell refers to Daniel O'Connell, who was a political leader of the 19th century, and etc etc and actually Flight of the Earls involved a lot of the O'Neills and people like that in Irish history Flight of the Earls was a moment in history when some of the great clan leaders lost rebellions against the British and had to flee Ireland and it became known as the Mm. Flight of the Earls but um in one little grey box on the side here, it says, We know the song reached America by the 1830s because the tune was played by a fifer traditionally as the Texan army marched against the Mexicans at the Battle of Saint <laughs> of San Jacinto in 1836. And when I read this, I was like, hang on a fucking minute. What are they on about Mexicans versus Texans singing Irish ballads? 
in 1800s. So I delved a little bit further into it. And it said, according to tradition, this again is another good site, tunearch.org, for all your research needs. However, according to tradition, this tune was played by a fifer and drummer from the ragtag army of Sam Houston at the Battle of San Jacinto in 1836. According to Davis family lore, whoever the Davises are, there were no fifers or drummers in Houston's forces at the time, only two fiddlers, a father and son named Daniel and George Washington Davis. Houston's plan with the music was to draw near the Mexican forces under Santa Ana by parading his men as if on drill before sounding a final charge. He hoped a non-aggressive appearing manoeuvre would allay the Mexican alertness and allow him an element of surprise so by singing come to the bower he thought he'd surprise them by not acting malicious or angry to that end and by not having a fife or drum he had the davis men play something the texans would know but not particularly martial in nature not knowing any marches the fiddlers walked over and played will you come to the bower a love song popular on the frontier and it was to the strains of the song on stringed instruments that the texans marched in their crude fashion houston's trick worked and he carried he carried the day Whatever that means. What does it mean to to carry the day? One, I assume. <laughs> but okay, a couple of things here. A couple of things. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, they're talking about a love song. I, I'm, I'm being led to believe by Thomas this Moore. that Thomas More song, and that the Thomas More song either has the same melody, uh, and that the Fenian song was based off of Thomas More. Yeah. Um, or that we're talking about two separate songs and the Fenian song was just inspired by because and then the song was brought to America you said and we know that it reached America by what did you say the 1820s 1830s um it says it was the 1830s because of that battle and what happened in that battle okay because Daniel O'Connell is mentioned in the Fenian song and when was yeah. he a political leader oh, when it would have been the 1800s as well yeah, but when? Because, I mean, that's kind of I should notice relevant. But, um, yeah, he was he was late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Uh, okay, he okay, was, so he it's was, technically he was possible. An, he was an active participant in the foundation of National Bank of Ireland in eighteen thirty five, becoming governor thirty six until forty seven. Um, yeah, no, he was definitely highly involved at the turn of the century. Okay, in political but stuff. It's still. It feels to me when when the lyrics are as they are, and you say that it's like looking back. About, it's looking back. So yeah. to me, it sounds like the Fenian song is probably, specifically the song that we're talking about. Yeah, it might be second half of the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it sounds about right, and it sounds even to me. Now I'm not an expert, like I said. I'm just a lad bullshitting and talking shit about folk songs on a podcast. But there's a lot of the voice of singers such as um, Brian Warfield in this to me, who is the lead singer with the Wolf Tones, who have a very no mm. notable version of this song. Even if you look it up, some websites actually say, come to the bower by the Wolf Tones, which we know isn't right, but it's just one of those things. And there is definitely, he's a very prolific songwriter as well. And he has yeah. he has changed words and changed verses. It even says here on one website, in the Wolf Tones version, they omit the third verse and change some words. Um, think, yeah. just things yeah. like that. But there's there's a flavor of Brian Warfield's voice in th the Fenian version to me, which would which would make sense. They're a Fenian band. 
you know yeah yeah because because what even from the article that you read or i I assume so from tunearch.org it's it says that if you scroll all the way down it says morris lyrics which some carry to some carries a slightly bawdy connotation uh begins will you come to the bower i have shades shaded for you our bed shall be roses all spangled with dew yeah. <laughs> Spangled oh. with dew. What does that mean? Well, they're uh, not talking you... about the dew of the morning. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> Tullamore <laughs> dew, maybe. Will you, will you, will you, will you come to the bower? And then it says the song was adopted by the Fenian movement and mm-hmm. a new lyric gained wide currency. Again, they're not yeah. exactly giving us any sources here. It says sources for notated version, the 1823 to 26 music MSS of papermaker and musician John. Joshua Gibbons, uh, but I, I'm yeah. assuming that's the the Thomas More version. So we don't have any specific sources, and I just assume that there aren't any really yeah. good sources uh, f- from how or when uh, the Thomas More song. Then, if we assume that that's the case, and we've probably mentioned Thomas More before, folks. Um, I'm not sure where or when, but if you go back, there's probably mention of him. Thomas More was one of Ireland's most prolific poets and songwriters. He was a scholar of Trinity College Dublin, and actually in College Green, just outside of Trinity College, there's a statue of him. And some of the works that he's most known for is the likes of the harp that once through Tara's halls, the soul of music fled. A line that was, I won't say stolen, but it was used in the movie Darby O'Gill, which I know I've gotten some of you out there to watch in the past. (laughs) So, yeah, Thomas More is another old... He's like... He's almost like an Irish version of your friend in Scotland, Christian. My friend in Scotland? Yeah. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Robert Burns. Yes, Robert Burns. (laughs) <laughs> Why did I not think We're of coming name? up this, on that time This is the rustiness Of not having done this In a while Coming back to home Yeah I'm sure we'll We'll talk about Burns again soon You know <laughs> Burns Supper Is coming up in January I certainly uh, Thomas do. Moore <laughs> Yeah Thomas Moore was Was born uh, In 1779 And Passed away In uh, 1852 So that kind of Makes sense then That he, If he wrote That song or the poem, whatever you want to call it, um, in his early career as a poet, that song could obviously very easily have made it over. But the Fenian song then uh, was safe to say that that must have been a little bit later, as it mentions. I I feel like that's at least highly likely. Yep. Absolutely. It's uh yeah, no, the Fenian version must have come later and it must have probably it must have probably what kind of English is that? It must have been in some way related to the words of Thomas More who came before, who as I said was a very prolific writer. Something I love about yeah. this song, Christian, is there's very few songs that when you look them up on the likes of Spotify, these ballads like the the old Irish ballads Almost every well-known Irish band you can think of has a version of it. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up to have a listen, like when I was looking up kind of research for this podcast. And when you put it into Spotify, you immediately have the Wolf Tones, the Dubliners, Luke Kelly, Paddy Riley, the Dublin City Ramblers, um, 
Andy Irvine planks the there's more I'm not thinking of them right now there's a whole list of about 20 of the biggest acts of the last 100 years to come out of Ireland all singing versions of this song which is really interesting if you ask me alright that's fantastic you could do a whole podcast on comparing versions but we're not going to do that go and listen to Andy Irvine and Lila Bjorn Nilsson <laughs> but I mean, Josh, one of the things that we always did was give people um a few listening options for for versions, and you just did so great yeah. um I also have a a lovely playlist that I don't think we ever actually pushed uh of a single version of every song that we've talked about, and uh trust me, the one we're gonna put in this would be the Andy Irvine version, but i I'm gonna share that. Let's playlist fucking, out. Let's get it to fake out there. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Let's fucking release everything we can. I think. <laughs> I think. I think we're capable of getting back on track, Christian. <laughs> Don't make any promises. We've disappointed too many people. There's no one disappointed when they see a tour lore episode coming up, because we, as everyone oh. knows, are the greatest and best folk music exploration podcast of modern times. <laughs> For sure. Can can I just all of the folk music, I, none of the calories. To exactly. Should we but do Josh, some housekeeping, or are we beyond that at this point? No, we we need to do housekeeping. But before we get to, because I feel like that's us closing out. Um, True. I I need to say this again, like how much I feel like this song. It's a lovely song, but. With today's eyes, I feel like this song is like an advert for carols. Uh, or <laughs> just listen to this. Imagine this being um, a package deal travel company uh, pushing uh, for uh, package travels f- for Amer- Americans going back to the to the old country. Yeah. Uh, and folks, while you're listening to Christian read this out, as well as thinking about all those cheesy Irish travel ads. I want you to also picture Texans and Mexicans marching into battle awkwardly against each other <laughs> to the tune <laughs> of this song. Anyway, sorry, Christian. No, you're fine. You can visit Ben Byrne at... Uh, sorry. <laughs> you can visit Ben Byrne and the storied Blackwater where Owen Rowe met Monroe and his chieftains did slaughter, where the lambs skip and play on the mossy all over, from those bright golden views to enchanting Russ Trevor. You can see Dublin City and the fine groves of Blarney, the Ban, Boyne and Liffey and the lakes of Killarney. You may ride on the tide on the broad majestic Shannon. You may sail round Loch and see store in Dungannon just it's it just goes on and on you can visit New Ross Gallant Wexford and Gorey where the green was last seen by proud Saxon and Tory where <laughs> the soil is sanctified by blood of each true man where they died satisfied with their enemies they would not run from it's just you're just waiting we'll, you're waiting for like so you're watching it on telly and they're doing all these drone footage over the most beautiful landscapes of Ireland and then at the yeah. very at the very end of the ad a lad pours a pint and hands it to you and you just hear Guinness it's good for you 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Will you come and awake our lost land from its slumber and her fetters will break links that long are encumbered. Hang on a minute now. This isn't sounding like a travel ad anymore. This is more like one of those 900 channels up there with the women in the bikinis asking you to give them a call. <laughs> Will you come and what? Fet- f- do I'll- what to her fetters? <laughs> and the air will resound with hossinens and great I bet uh, it will y- y- you and on and on the shore will be found gallant Irishman to great to greet you <laughs> are you, like, sh- it, are you just... sure that verse isn't a euphemism Thomas More was known um... for his bit of <laughs> <laughs> as was oh. Burns Oh my god Maybe just... all the great literature of that time Was just euphemisms Will you come, maybe, will you come, maybe. will you, will you, will you come To my bower I'm get, <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks now To, to sitting uh, to, to, to walking Alongside yourself and your Your brother Jake In the middle of the night in Ennis And having you Reading very passionately Reading from the From the was it who was it? Was it Yates? Which one? Whose was letters? That? The oh, love letters. James Joyce. Yeah, that's well worth a listen, folks. The jo- the jo- oh, the Joyce love letters. James oh Joyce did not write in euphemisms. James Joyce just told it like it was. <laughs> and if you want to have a bit of crack, folks, well, there's more than a bit of crack going on in those letters. There's a lot of crack, and I don't mean the fun type. I mean the other kind of explicit type. James Joyce was filthy. <laughs> rated M for mature yeah, and also NSFW for all of you people out there that still work <laughs> a normal job in a normal office um, yeah the James Joyce love letters great crack oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah well I don't know Josh I t- I'm having great fun but uh, I don't really have anything else to say about will you come to the bar <laughs> either do I like there's probably a hundred things we could find and say but as always we've done this off the cuff and we're just well personally Christian I don't know about you but I'm glad to be back yeah it's so good to be back let's yeah let's do our best to keep things going somehow some way some what, what did morning. I say to you yesterday let's not make a habit of this <laughs> God forbid we 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 were productive in ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's go for some housekeeping and then we'll probably do another episode in 6 months time. Yeah, we'll see you sometime around <laughs> 2024 folks for episode 3. <laughs> I'm I'm no. calling this anti-jinxing. We're yeah. we're doing the opposite of jinxing to yeah. try, I actually try to make sure while we're doing a bit of housekeeping as well, I do want to give a shout out to a few very loyal followers who aside from the fact that we have been virtually invisible for the last number of months have still stuck with us and messaged us and encouraged us and given us Words of encouragement on our separate pages as well as on the Tour Laura page. And that includes Kelly over there in Toledo, Paddy Patrick in New Zealand. Um, anyone else, Christian? Well, I think we got a message from John Harty uh, yeah. at, at some point. But Fergal yeah. out there has been great as well. It's always nice to get people still listening in and to get comments and questions and all that. And we're, like I said, delighted to be back. And we're going to make an effort to be more present in the future. Yeah. And Christmas yeah. is coming. So presents all around. 
Oh, I put all the ornaments up except for the Christmas tree uh, maybe three weeks ago already. So <laughs> Classic Christian. I'm, I know you I'm won't be able to hear it anymore, folks, but if you listened to the previous Christmas special, part one, that never got a part two, you'll hear all about Christian's Christmas antics. And the Fierce Nisa, the cowshed elf that lives in the barn. Actually, I've heard some very interesting traditions about Christmas over here in the Netherlands and I'm going to save them I'm going to save them save in, save in, them save in them. the hopes that we can talk about them next time because they blew my mind and I'm still laughing about them but yeah oh I'm looking forward to it um and on that note um it's always easier to make podcasts uh, if if you have content and and anyone can make us content by sending us in emails cuz I mean, that's just time filled when we read your stuff and, and yeah, and enjoy your your lovely messages. Um, and nothing is more encouraging than knowing that people listen. So you can reach us in all the old ways. Tura podcast at gmail.com. Two O's in Tura. Two O's in Lura. Of course. There you go. Sorry. And then we have no <laughs> we have a Facebook page, two O's in Tura, two O's in Lura there as well. We have an Instagram. What's our what's our handle? Tura Lura Podcast? Uh I think so. Hang on. Yeah. It's been a while. Let me double check. It's Tura Lura Podcast. Let me just Uh yes, Tura Lura Podcast with that little at symbol at the start. Fantastic. Two O's in Tura, two O's in Laura, just in case he forgot. Double O, double O. <laughs> double, double O. Yep, and yep, 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 yeah. yep. Yep, yep, yep. You can, you can rate us if, if you feel like we're deservant of, of any ratings. Maybe I, we I will be in the time to come. If we're yeah, consistent I, I, again. <laughs> since the last time we made a podcast, um, I believe that Spotify has opened for ratings. Uh, so this you can rate us on, you can rate us on Spotify. We prefer five stars, of course, but give Rates us whatever and reviews the fuck and you all that, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't give. A <laughs> I do. And I care I very much, and my heart is very much in this. Just so you all know. I'm privileged yeah, to I, be I, sitting in front I, of Christian Dugstad, sitting all the way in Oslo, talking shite with me for an hour to two hours of his week. I'm lucky. Oh, I'm quite lucky. I'm lucky too, Josh. <laughs> I'm lucky. And to quote our friend Piers McGuinness, Josh, I don't want you to feel like I never made an effort. <laughs> I appreciate the attempt at the Northern accent. <laughs> oh. and I'm coming the over in January I'll also be in Norway in January things are looking up in the words of Milhouse Van Houten everything's coming up Milhouse <laughs> and that is not oh, a that's euphemism gonna be good. that's going to be good maybe we'll have an all a, a, a good little trio uh, a chat with your brother Jake maybe Absolutely. talk about his favourite folk song yeah Sounds good. Jake actually has his own radio show now on Wired FM in Limerick with his friend oh, fantastic. with his friend Dara and he interviewed me for that earlier today <laughs> live on the Lovely. radio. So that was fun. And uh yeah, 
his show, I'm actually not sure what times he's on at, but he was definitely on today, which is Monday, at around, what time was it, 1pm. So it's kind of like a lunchtime thing, I guess. I will find out more and I will let you know on the same Torah channel, same Laura time next week. And we will uh, get you all listening to Jake as well. He's quite the little Fantastic. radio personality. <laughs> Lovely. I can't wait to have him on our show and we'll bump the listenership <laughs> to a million. Absolutely. It's going oh. to happen, Christian. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> as long as oh, we don't. get this out and stay consistent, the people will come a rallying for us. They will come, 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 come to the podcast. What What is what is it that people say? Bread and circus? What? Bread and circus. Do you not hear that? What the fuck is that? Have you not heard that? Bread, bread and, and circus. Bread and circus. I, yeah, I, I think it's something that Caesar said. I, I need to Google like this. Like bread now as in can... as in baked bread, like the thing that you eat. Yeah. In a circus. No, no, no. Bread and circus. That's what the people want. Uh, oh, like food, as in, food and entertainment. As in food and entertainment. Ah. Uh, Let's see. Now it all makes I, sense. I, Bread and circuses. Uh, Here I was thinking of like clowns running around throwing bread at <laughs> No, no. Bread and circuses or bread uh, and games from Latin panem et circenses is a metonymic phrase referring to a superficial appeasement. It is attributed to juven, juvenile, juvenile right. a Roman poet active in the late 1st and early 2nd century CE and is used commonly in cultural, uh, particularly political contexts. Delightful. And it me- yeah, it, 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 it's u- originally used to decry the selfishness of common people and their neglect of wider concerns. The phrase implies a population's erosion or ignorance of civic duty as a priority. And what I'm saying is that as long as we provide bread and circus, the people will come. <laughs> and is that also a euphemism? Um, it can be whatever you want, Josh. And on that bombshell, I think it's a good place to let the people know that we're done and say good evening, good afternoon and good night. Come, 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 whatever way you'd like to come. We'll be here at Turalura. <laughs> Turalura and Toodaloo. Bread and Circus. <laughs> I'm so out of practice.